Oh, you fucking twat. We got ourselves a fucking spoiler. Hey, everybody. It's CJ Graham. That's right. Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, Part 6. And you're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. Breaking the Fourth Wall Entertainment. You know, I had to get, come in on this one. I was going to do a Chris Dolly Show podcast. I was going to talk about the unfortunate uh, school shooting in uh, in Texas. Of course, uh, we here at Breaking the Fourth Wall Entertainment, our hearts and our prayers and our thoughts and everything go out to the families of the victims. Uh, I will not speak on it any more than that because of the simple fact of, one, this is an entertainment show, not not uh, the Chris Stolle show. And two, I don't want to give any future credit or or even love to that scumbag and, and what he did. Um, I want him to fade from ex- uh, fade to obscurity. I don't want him to become famous off of, off of the tragedy that he created. Uh, so with that said, I was going to do that. I was also going to do a reaction to Andor, uh, the trailer that dropped, um, during Celebration and some of the other news and stuff. And I may or may not still do that here now, uh, on this episode, on this video, but welcome to Journal of the Jedi for Breaking the Fourth Wall. It's been a while since I've had something to talk about Star Wars-wise, but we're getting a lot of stuff. But the thing I'm here to talk about the most right now, the big thing more than anything else that I want to discuss, and I'm going to say it beforehand, I'm going to warn right now about spoilers. I may go into spoiler territory, so if you have not seen it yet, stop this video now. Stop it. Don't watch this video until you have seen... Obi-Wan Kenobi. This dropped today. Literally dropped today. Two episodes for us. Ewan McGregor back as the uh, the great Ben Kenobi or Obi-Wan. And I'm going to give you my initial thought. I am going to try to stay away from spoilers. I am going to try to stay away from spoilers. If you guys want, I'll do a spoiler uh, review uh, when the embargo goes off. But at the same time, I'm excited to talk about this. So if I wind up dropping some spoilers, I don't intentionally mean to do so. But at the same time, that's why I'm giving you the warning now. If you have not watched the first two episodes that have dropped today, stop this video. What are you doing with your life? Go log in to yours or somebody else's uh, Disney Plus account and watch these episodes and come back and we can have a discussion about it. In five, four, three two one okay you've been warned everybody else here i assume you've seen the episodes wow let me let me preface it by this um i'm 45 years old i'm as i'm, I'm as old as the franchise itself uh 
and I grew up on the original trilogy, like most people, you've heard the story. I was excited for the prequels. I don't hate the prequels. People hate the prequels. I'm not one of those people. Okay, I, to me, it's all it's all Star Wars. I don't even hate the sequels. Uh, yeah, there's things I would have done different. Yeah, there's things I would have changed. But I don't even hate the sequels. I especially don't hate Rogue One. And I expect... Uh, it was weak, but it's still Star Wars to me, Solo. Now, why do I mention those first? Because of the simple fact of... When I was younger, and the original trilogy was all we had... And, of course, like the holiday episode, or it's a holiday special that nobody acknowledges, or, or you know, the Ewok movies. <laughs> there was no Star Wars, and none of us believed that there would be more Star Wars in our future. Yeah, there were books, yeah, there were comics, and, and you know, video games that rehashed the original trilogy over and over and over again. But, never once did we dream at that time that we would live in a world that not only do we have two more trilogies, movie-wise, two standalone films, God knows how many books, both legends and canon, and God knows how many uh, comic books, it's, it's outrageous, I collect them, but I couldn't tell you how many there are, uh, not only of, of legends, but the current canon with, with uh, Marvel and uh, IDW publishing, respectively. Um... So, I mean, overall, the idea of having animated series like The Clone Wars and The Bad Batch and Rebels and Resistance never once occurred to us that that would happen. I mean, we had the droids and the Ewoks car Saturday morning cartoons, that, but they obviously weren't canon. They were made for kids. But overall, I mean... Continuing the story and broadening the horizon uh, of the Star Wars universe. And then live action TV, that was unheard of. Nobody would make a live action TV uh, Star Wars show. Then we got The Mandalorian, which absolutely blew everybody's mind. And of course, season three dropped. Uh, well, not dropped, but you know, the teasers and, and the beginning of, of letting us know that it's coming. And of course, it was phenomenal. And then we had Book of Boba Fett, which admittedly wasn't as good as man i don't hate book of boba fett but uh it it's definitely a different star wars experience than what the mandalorian was and now we have obi-wan and i'll be honest with you i like so far it's two episodes in but i like obi-wan more than the mandalorian i said it i said it i don't care I like Mandalor or uh, Obi-Wan more than The Mandalorian. Now, that, that's not discounting the fact that Mandalorian gave me that Luke Skywalker, you know, hallway scene and everything else, uh, or Ahsoka live action. There are things that I love about The Mandalorian. And there are things where The Mandalorian has really touched the inner Star Wars fan in me. But these two episodes... I'm loving what they're doing with Obi-Wan. Uh, he, he's, he, it's 10 years, you know, after, after Revenge of the Sith. He's still, you know, on Tatooine. He's still watching over Luke in the background. But what I love is that he's not the optimistic uh, 
typical Obi-Wan that we knew from the prequels, and he's not yet the grandfatherly mysterious wizard uh, that we meet in episode four. He's somewhere in the middle, and he's the best way I can describe it is he is suffering from severe PTSD from the Clone War. And I love that they're taking this approach with Obi-Wan. I don't want to go into... I really don't want to go into spoilers. I don't. But, I mean... Seeing him going through a day-to-day life, working a, a you know a nine-to-five job to try to make money, and and hiding and hiding the fact that he's Obi-Wan, adopting the name Ben, uh, you know, and and you know some shit starts happening, and he gets contacted by you know uh, some people, and is being forced to be dragged out of of retirement, for lack of a better term. Which obviously we knew was going to happen. That was part of that. Was that you know? Why would you do a series of him just sitting in a desert? So, you know, that was great. Uh, the direction that they're going, I thought, was very, very smart. Uh, the idea of how they drag Obi Wan off of Tatooine to have this, uh, for lack of a better term, this adventure. You know, uh, the way they did it was extremely smart. It's not something I was thinking they were going to do. Um, and I love the fact that we've already uh, taken a step off of Tatooine uh, by the second episode and wind up in a a pit of scum and villainy. Let, let's call it what it is. Like uh, for people who dreamed of seeing like a Star Wars thirteen thirteen video game, this world kind of was it in my in my mind. Very go to. In fact, it was very reminiscent. Again, without spoiling, it was very reminiscent of the first planet where we meet Cassian Andor in Rogue One. Uh, I don't, I don't want to go further than that, but I mean, just scummy, filthy, you know, full of criminals and seedy lowlifes. And it was really, really well done. Um, the dynamic, I know we've already seen plenty of memes about it from the, from the teasers and everything else where Obi-Wan is telling Owen that, you know, when the time is right, Luke needs to be trained. And of course, Owen's response that everybody's making fun of, I would like you trained his father, uh, that gets expanded more uh, in, in that confrontation when they meet each other. And really, I have a brand new respect for Owen Lars uh, because of that exchange between the two. Is uh, I always knew that Owen's motivation from episode four uh, with Luke and keeping him from joining the uh, the academy and, and uh, everything else is because he wanted to protect him. Of course, Owen knew that Luke was Anakin's kid. You know, and and he knew that what Anakin became Vader, and he knew that Luke would be just as uh, drawn to adventure, just as drawn to be the the Force, just as drawn to what was the downfall of Anakin. And so you already knew that he, what Owen did, and how he acted, and how he presented to Luke, and and kind of sheltered Luke was because of the fact that he was trying to avoid Luke going down the same road as Anakin. And it is in a short little argument between Obi-Wan and and, and uh, Owen, it is really presented well and, and broadens the, the character of Owen so much more. Um, especially after they have their argument and some shit goes down with some Inquisitors. Again, not going to go into detail. But I will go this far with the Inquisitors. 
I am shocked at what they did in episode two with with the Inquisitors. There are four of them on screen at the moment. Uh, of course, the Grand Inquisitor and three others. One of which is known as the third, the third sister, and she seems to be kind of the, the rebellious outcast of that group. Uh, very much vendetta and power driven, wanting to impress, uh, you know, the boss uh, to rise to higher power. Uh, again, don't want to spoil anything, so I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. But it, it's a very interesting character dynamic uh, within the uh, Inquisitors that we have on screen at at screen at the moment. And at the end of episode two, something that I was not expecting did happen uh, within the the uh, Inquisitor group. The other thing that threw me off too is we got introduced to a couple kidnapping bounty hunters. Uh, I can't say who they kidnapped or what they did. I don't want to spoil it, but what I thought was funny was one of them, the leader of it, was Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I liked the Chili Peppers. I liked Flea. I liked Flea when he was in like Back to the Future's Needles and stuff like that. So I, I, I heard nothing of, of that. I did not have that spoiled for me. So when the character showed up and did what he did and I got a good look at his face, I said, holy shit, it's Flea. So that was absolutely cool. I I was thrilled with that. Um, overall, and of course the end of episode two, the end of it. I can't say. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I want to say, but I can't say. I I I got to leave it spoil free for you guys. I'll I'll go into more detail about it. But holy shit. It was good enough to make me sit through the credits to make sure it that uh, everything that I heard so far was absolutely true, you know, uh, for that ending. And I will say that I'm enjoy. I'm really enjoying that this is a different Obi Wan, and he says it himself. He's a different person. He's not the person he was in the Clone Wars. He's not the person he was when he was a Jedi, um, an active Jedi, not. One that's hiding underground. You know, there is definitely a feel for those who understand uh, the, the Star Wars video games and have played Jedi Fallen Order. So there's very much a feel of that with Obi-Wan as it was with uh, 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 Cal Kestis in, in Jedi Fallen Order. So it's very consistent with, you know, understanding how these Jedi feel after the Clone Wars while they're in hiding and hunted by by you know, Vader's Inquisitors. So, there is a dark, gritty, gritty feel to this. A very, very much like, almost, for lack of a better term, I would say almost like an Oliver Stone movie. Like like a platoon or Born on the Fourth of July with Obi-Wan. Like I said, he's he's got PTSD. He, he's, he's got no faith anymore. He's real gonna piss some people off. He, he's Last Jedi Luke Skywalker. He really is. He's Last Jedi Luke Skywalker. Except the difference between him and Luke is that although Obi-Wan is is down in the dumps and 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 very much in his own head and 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 depression and everything else is there, he still has not forgotten his promise, his, his word to not only protect uh the twins but to watch over Luke. And be prepared for the day that Luke should be trained. He's never forgotten that vow. 
and it's presented that way even though he himself isn't in the best place headspace wise I thought that was well 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 uh delivered on screen by Ewan McGregor that he hasn't missed a step. This is Obi-Wan. Even even when the adventure begins and he's getting into situations and trouble, even though he's a darker, grittier character, a more broken character, he still has his quips. He still has his little jokes and everything. Like the charming Obi-Wan that we know that Ewan McGregor has given us through through three uh Three movies and now two episodes of this series. And I'm telling you, at the end of episode two, I was pissed off. And the reason I was pissed off was not because they did anything wrong in the show. They didn't. What I'm pissed off about is I have to wait another week to see episode three. Plain and simple. Like, I'm... The hype is real for this. Um, And thus far, and I usually don't do this in the first two episodes. Thus far... This deserves its hype. I am thoroughly enjoying it. I'm going to sit down and watch it again as soon as I'm done this episode here. I'm going to sit down and watch it again and catch the shit that I missed. And there are Easter eggs. There are things in there that you're going to be sitting there going, Oh, cool. Oh, I didn't expect to see that or whatever. There, There are shit in here that is worth it. But the fact of the matter is that this is very much a a a solid beginning for this series, and I cannot wait to see where they go with it. But what do you guys think? Have you seen Obi-Wan yet? Have you uh, experienced both episodes? What do you think of it? Let me know in the comments section down below. Of course, as you know with these videos and with these audio podcasts, check us out on our home uh, our home pages on YouTube or on Anchor or on Spotify or on Pandora or iHeartRadio or Apple iTunes. Wherever you can find us, Check us out. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Give us a, a follow. Uh, talk to us. We love talking to you guys. Talk to us and let us know what you think or questions that you want us to ask or, or speculate on. Because I would love to sit down and speculate on where this series is going to go. Uh, and of course, guys, also, Memorial Day weekend. Remember to, to at some point today or this weekend... Think fondly on those who have who have fought and sacrificed to give us the greatest country in the world. Uh, I know there's a war against American exceptionalism right now, but there is nothing wrong with loving your country and being proud of it. And we wouldn't have the country we have at all if it wasn't for the men and women in, in uniform, especially those who have given given the ultimate sacrifice for it. So as you're drinking beer, as you're barbecuing hot dogs, as you're opening up your your swimming pools or whatever. Just take a moment and, and, and thank them for what they gave us. And, uh, of course, be safe, guys. Let's be smart while we party. And I will catch you on the next Journal of the Jedi Breaking the Fourth Wall. Until then, guys, may the Force be with you.